welcome back to another episode of Rural Faith and Apologetics. I am your host, Jess Robinson, and I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, this episode might be a little bit short just because I was preaching yesterday, and usually when I preach the very next day, I have no energy at all to do anything because it takes a lot to plan a 30-minute sermon for a Sunday, and it just takes a lot out of you. So we'll see how this all goes. Uh, Last week, we talked about the situation in Israel, and things have been developing since this podcast last aired. I honestly believe we are living out prophecy being fulfilled. We're heading towards Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Uh, But we are continuing to watch but most of important of all we need to be praying for Israel there has been some bad teaching going around that the church has replaced Israel but it hasn't Israel is still God's chosen people and you cannot separate out Israel from end time prophecy so at Rural Faith and Apologetics we stand with Israel and that we are praying for them every single day A couple of weeks ago, I attended a women's conference with the Montana Ministry Network, and it was a good conference. Uh, The conference had Joanna Weaver speaking on Friday night. She's an amazing author, and uh, we got to meet her, and she's just a wonderful person, and she's just an amazing speaker. And then Saturday morning was also just powerful with Jessica Nelson, who is the women's ministry director for Montana and later in the morning they also had a panel of women speaking and they had women of different stages in life who answered questions about their relationship with Jesus and it was very very good. Now today's episode I wanted to talk to you about the counterfeit of beauty. It was inspired from what Jessica Nelson spoke about. She said that as women we were made to reflect the beauty of the Lord And the pursuit of beauty is actually a counterfeit, which I honestly believe that is true. You know, Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 27 says that we are made in the image of God through his intellect and through spirit. Um, Because of that, I do believe the devil has produced a counterfeit with beauty, which is affecting, you know, women, men, and our younger generations. I know for that personally, because it affected me immensely when I was a teenager. Now, growing up, you know, I was a typical teenager, and my mom had gotten us um, subscriptions to People magazine. Because I was a teenager who loved acting, I was into actors, and, you know, and there were several of them that I really liked, so I was always looking for them when I was going through the magazine. And I do admit, People magazine does some good articles here and there but the big issue was as i looked at the women and i started to wish i was thin my weight has always been an up and up and down because of that i honestly feel the best uh, when i was in college and when i was working at a hotel in in laramie a couple years ago because i was on my feet all the time Anyway, I felt like I was overweight as a teenager, and it caused me to not like eating in front of people. I was very self-conscious about what I wore. 
you know, I would look at the model's hair, her makeup, and her size, and it would make me say, what is wrong with me? Other than when I was on the stage, I honestly didn't start wearing makeup until I was in college. It was during that time that I was saved, but I wasn't disciplined in the Bible like I am now, and I still compromised when it came to beauty standards. So it is so true that the pursuit of beauty is a counterfeit. We look at magazines and there's this unrealistic standard that gets put in front of us. I remember when I went on a college trip to a theater production in Billings, Montana, and we had stopped at the mall for dinner and just to or to shop around before we had to get to the theater. And a friend and I were looking at calendars of what we would call vintage women. And there were women like Marilyn Monroe and Betty White when she was young back in the day. And my friend, who was a male, said to me, you know, that he honestly wished magazines would go back to the standard. And when you do the research, you know, Marilyn Monroe was a size 13. And so it was something that really, you know, shocked me to hear from a man, but it, it was honestly true. Now today we do have some magazines that they've kind of gone woke and they've gone on the other end to include even some overweight women and saying that is healthy. But you can still see there are unrealistic standards. And we see that way with makeup. You know, when I started wearing makeup, it was normal just to wear foundation, you know, eyeshadow, mascara, eyeliner, blush, and lipstick if you chose to wear lipstick or lip gloss. Now you have all these contouring and all these different um, pieces of makeup. And to be honest, I think it's going a little too far. And then we also have social media and all the filters when we're taking pictures, doing video, and it can honestly cause, you know, young girls to have this unrealistic expectation of their looks. And it has been proven that social media, such as Instagram, actually has negatively impacted young girls and even young men and how they see themselves. So the pursuit of beauty, according to the world, is a counterfeit. The world's perspective makes us embrace things that validate sin. All in all, the pursuit of beauty, according to the world, makes us think of ourselves all the time. And that is the thing. We become consumed with ourselves and not on the things of the kingdom. And the pursuit of beauty, according to the world, makes us compare ourselves to others, which was not a part of God's design. Psalm 139 is a beautiful psalm that lays it out that we are uniquely made. When we compare ourselves to others, it makes us divided and it makes us criticize the God who, who made every one of us. The pursuit of beauty, according to the world, makes us look at the outside, not the inside of us. The pursuit of beauty, according to the world, makes us so insecure that we begin to compromise in order to fit in. I can't tell you how many Super Bowl performances that I have conversations with teenagers about the Wednesday after because of how far some stars will go in order to look good. 
Before I go into tips with talking to our kids about beauty and how to reflect the Lord's beauty, I do want to bring up something that does turn women off from the Bible. Because honestly, there are some churches that forbid women from letting their hair down, wearing jeans, wearing makeup, and even wearing jewelry. There are verses from Paul about covering the head, but what most turn to is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. And it says, Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. That's the only verse that they use, and it gets taken out of context so much. This verse is actually placed in a section that is commanding wives to be submissive to their husband, even if he's not a follower of Christ. And Peter here is not commanding that women not wear certain things. He is just saying, don't try to win your husband with the outward stuff, but with what is inside. I would love to do an episode one day going through the most misinterpreted verses. This is just one of them. Now, do I judge a woman if she only wants to wear dresses? No. Do I judge a woman if she doesn't want to wear makeup? No. Do I judge a woman if she lets her hair grow out because she doesn't feel like she should cut it? No. I choose not to condemn someone for personal convictions like that. If they know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, then I just leave it at that. So how do we talk to our kids about the counterfeit in the pursuit of beauty? And what is a good biblical perspective of beauty? This is in no particular order, but here we go. So the first thing is kids need to know their identity through a biblical perspective. Make sure you and your kids are engaged in the Bible, not just reading it just to get a daily reading done, but having active conversations. Start from the beginning in Genesis, especially talking to them about sin and the effects that sin has. The world's perspective of beauty comes from the fact that we live in a fallen world that is backwards from the kingdom of heaven. Also study the book of Ephesians with your kids. Ephesians shares our identity with Christ and how, as believers, we are to interact with others because of that identity. As you study the Bible, make sure to look for characters within the Bible that exemplify a biblical perspective of beauty. Ruth and Esther are two good characters, but there are many more throughout the Bible. In the book of Esther, you can talk about Queen Vashti and the worldly beauty versus Esther. Esther was beautiful on the outside, but there was so much more on the inside that you can talk to kids about. There's also Psalm 139 that I talked about earlier. That is a great one to start with as well, to talk about you know, how God knows us and that he knows every part of us and he's the one that made us. Number two is your kids need to know God in order to know themselves. We need to know our Father from a deep, intimate level in order to know ourselves and identity in Him. A thing that you can do with your kids is go through the different traits of God and have deep conversations with your kids on what that means for them as believers as well. Number three is to talk to your kids about the worldly perspective of beauty and that how that is different from the kingdom. And it's going to happen in different stages throughout their life. As a kid, as a teenager, you're going to have those conversations continually. And it's going to have to be based on 
what they can handle at that time. Now, if your kid has a foundation in the Bible, you will be able to have these conversations as they grow up. Particularly with girls, you are going to have to talk with them about the princess movies they watch, if your household chooses to show them. Help them to understand the message of the movie and be able to use a biblical perspective on helping them to develop the Christ-like characteristics. While it's not wrong for young girls to want to dress up like a princess and pretend they are, because that's all part of being a child, but also remind them they are part of a real kingdom and there are characteristics we have to follow to be members of that kingdom. Make sure to research what is being portrayed as beauty in the world. You can't talk with your child if you don't know. Also have conversations when you do see celebrities, especially during the Super Bowl, because this always seems to be coming up during that time of year, doing certain stuff. You will want to talk with them what the world's standards are compared to what God's standards are. Have meaningful conversations as they come up. While most people say that, which is the fourth tip, that we are better off without social media, kids are going to be bombarded with it anyway. But you, as the parent, have control. If, you're, if you know your kid is not able to handle certain content, you can choose to not let them on it. You can choose to let them not be on YouTube, for example, if you know that they're going to be coming across bad content. You can choose, you know, who they talk with on Snapchat, whatever it needs to be. You can limit your kids' usage, you know, set certain times that they can be on social media and other times it needs to be put away. But also help them to understand what they are seeing and what filters they are using does not in any way reflect that there's something wrong with them, that they're just filters, and that's all they are. Number five, it's a tip mostly for raising girls. You, as the parent, can decide when your daughter is old enough to wear makeup. Most young girls just want to put some on when they dress up. I remember I did that when I was little. I would only want to wear makeup when I wanted to dress up and do a tea party. And then there's other days they are just fine with nothing because they may be a a tomboy that day or wanting to get dirty with their hands and playing Play-Doh, whatever it may be. Don't discourage them from that. Some moms love doing nails with their daughters as a form of bonding and there's nothing wrong with that actually take time to do those kind of things together because you can use those times to have meaningful conversations with your daughter on their true identity and that having pretty nails is just something fun we get to do and it's also building memories together that your daughter is going to cherish later on in her life you know help your daughters to understand that their use of makeup isn't required to look good, but it's just there for for the fun of it. Since we live in a rural area, if your daughter is a tomboy, as I was, but also know how to be pretty when they want to, don't discourage that. You can encourage your daughter that she can get all dirty by working with her hands and playing sports, but can also dress up and be cute for a dance as well. In these days, with something like that, someone is going to say your daughter is transgender 
because she likes to play sports or get her hands dirty or keep her hair short or wear kind of tomboyish clothes. And that is not true. And you need to make sure to watch for signs that that may be creeping in. As always, intervene and help your daughter to sort out what is just emotions and what is fact based on the Bible. The sixth tip, which is the last tip, this one's mainly for raising boys because we think that boys aren't affected by this. But sadly, there's some stereotyping when it comes to our young boys. We may like Chris Hemsworth's buff arms and abs, but to a young boy, that may be affecting his identity. As parents, you will need to help your sons to understand what a godly man is. Also, you will need to talk to them about what to look for when looking at women and that what they see on a magazine or a movie is not necessarily correct. Help them to understand that attraction is a part of picking a wife, but that they also need to look at the inside traits of the woman and help them to see that if the woman is a godly woman on the inside and has godly traits, that is someone that they should admire. These, the tips that I talked about earlier also will work with boys. Now that is it for this week's episode. Uh, We will next week be jumping back into our series on the arguments made that say God's word is not inspired. If you are liking this podcast, please subscribe and rate the channel. Also share with your friends because this will help our podcast to grow in the future. Hope you have a great week. God bless.